Have you ever dreamed of being able to make more money, live a better life, and have the financial freedom that's rightfully yours? Well now is your chance. With an engaging perspective and tone, your host Ryan Dement will guide you through your journey to financial freedom one step at a time. Let's get to it. Here is your host Ryan Dement. Hey guys, Ryan Dement from Chasing Financial Freedom Podcast. This week on the podcast, we have two special guests, John and Mark Cronin, the founders of John's Crazy Socks. And they have a great story of bootstrapping their business, but also helping their community to grow. And they put out some really cool socks. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. I'm really pretty. Thanks for having us on, Ryan. We're excited to be here. I'm excited to have you guys. I love the story. Can you guys tell the the listeners and the viewers a little bit about you guys' self, and then we'll get into your journey and we'll see where it takes us. Well, you want to introduce us? Yeah. Um, my name is John. You're my partner. My name is Mark. We are John Quincy Socks. And what's our mission, buddy? We're really having it. And uh, I'll introduce my partner, who's my son here a little bit. <laughs> uh, let's see. You are an entrepreneur. Yes, I am. And now you're a sock tycoon. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> you are a public speaker. Yes, I am. You're a philanthropist. Yes, I am. Um, you're a brother. Yes, I am. You're a friend. Yes, I am. You have a girlfriend, so that means you're a boyfriend. Right, I'm so smooth. Very smooth. <laughs> you're, you're an athlete? Yes, I am. You're a dancer? Yes, I am. And you have Down syndrome. Yes, I am. I have done that from down that from never hold me back. It does not. It it so, sounds like it does not hold you back at all in life, and that's really great. It's awesome yeah, to hear. Part of what we want to share with folks is hey. you know, look look at all the possibilities in each of us and in all the people we meet. And everybody has a different story to tell in life, and we all go through different things. It's how you actually handle the the life that you're in and where it takes you. And it's you guys are very inspirational. I've seen you guys all over media, and I'm honored that you guys are on. Um, but the cool thing is the socks. We got to talk about the socks. <laughs> we could talk about socks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your line? Socks. 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 Right. Uh, <laughs> So, well, I mean, here's a, here's a very neat thing. How many, uh, John's crazy socks, how many different socks do we have? We have 4,000 different kinds of socks. I ain't going 4,000. You know what that means, right? John here is the owner of the world's largest sock store. Which is awesome. That but is that's awesome. not how it started, no? No, I just I, I, I started, I, 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 a DNA, uh, did uh, uh, always back to 2016. Want to tell them how we got started? Yep. And I oh. it's more log covered the world. Yes, we started <laughs> more log gabbard in the woods. Uh, no, no, I did it back to 2016 and I finished at Huntington High School. I couldn't be my last in school. So we're out on Long Island, suburbs of New York. Yes, yep. Oh, yeah. And John here was back and forth 2016. Like you said, you were in your last year of high school. Yes. Trying to figure out, like everybody else, what do I do next? Mm-hmm. What were you looking at? I like a job program and school. 
I do have a that I don't like. I am, I am, it's for the world. So, you know, you mentioned it, Ryan. We all have, you wind up in different circumstances, and it's how you deal with that. Yes. And, and so, John had worked before you'd worked with me. In yeah, office. I was with my dad. And you had worked at a day camp in the kitchen. I said, oh, yeah, that, that. And he couldn't find any meaningful work. Mm-hmm. And this, unfortunately, is the reality for too many people. I mean, the statistics are out there. Fewer than one in five people with a disability are fully employed. It's wow. awful. But John here, he's a natural entrepreneur. Yes, I am. You didn't see a job you wanted, would you? So I want to create one. I want to make one. And I told my dad I want to go with him. I nice brothers start building together. So at that same time, I would start some online business. And he comes and says, Dad, I want to go into business with you. He had a three son, and I want to work with him. I think that's my line. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm a lucky man. I got three points, and this is one I can work with. So uh, that's great. And now, Ryan, you work with entrepreneurs all the time. You know, entrepreneurs have a lot of ideas. They do good ideas, (laughs) and yeah, are not right. Um, yes. So, so there we are. We're going to start a business together. What was one of your ideas? One of them is a food truck. A kind of idea from uh, from the movie Chef and John Favreau. Uh-huh. Uh, I really need movie about a father and son uh, bonding a food truck. I, I don't want to make all that. So this seems like <laughs> a fun idea, right? And we're talking about what we would make and where we would put it. You know, here's something people can try at home. Tell your friends or your family you're thinking of starting a food truck, and everybody will tell you what you should make. And you got to tell them <laughs> get your own food truck. But, but we ran into a problem. We can't cook. Yeah, we can't cook. <laughs> but then, right before Thanksgiving. I have a really idea. I want to sell crazy socks. Why socks? It's fun. It's colorful. It's craft. It is always me baby. I want creating socks my whole life. We used to drive around looking for these socks. So we figured this. If John loved them that much, I could, uh, I, I other people be would too, right? We could find our tribe. Absolutely. So, you know, you, you work with a lot of startups, Ryan. You know, the, tra- the traditional thing to do at that point is stop everything. And prepare mm-hmm. your business plan. Do your market research, your competitive analysis, your your operational plan, your financial projections. Uh, that's not what we did. We went the lean startup route. We said, let's just get something up and running. And customers will tell us. They'll let us know if this is a good idea. So we built a website. We built it on the Shopify platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some inventory. We're bootstrapping. You know, the other day we met with uh, with a, a program down at uh, Texas A and M, and and somebody said, well, "What's bootstrapping mean?" Said it means you have no money. <laughs> you got to make do with what you have. So yes, the only marketing we did was to set up a Facebook page, and I would take out I took a, a, a phone. We mm-hmm. made videos. And who do you think was in those videos? 
I am. I'm talking about yes. stop, 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 stop. <laughs> noted something. People started sharing those videos. And then we opened. What day did we open? We opened on a Friday, December 9th, 2016. And okay. we weren't sure what to expect. But we got what felt like a flood of orders on that very first day. We got 42 orders. And most of them were local. And that made sense, right? He's in the high yeah. school. We lived there. We had temporary office space there. What we do with the Our home deliveries, we get red boxes, and, and we put socks in the box. We put the socks in these boxes. Right? And I put something out, I put it in. I put a hundred chances, back in a hundred chances. I put a hundred in it. I put a ticket in the eyebrow. And I'm a little car. I'm going to the door. We uh, drove around. John knocking on doors. Yeah. No socks. How the customers <laughs> respond? Customers uh, respond. They love that socks. And customers took a picture with, uh, with, uh, with their socks. And they took a picture with, with me. And, <laughs> and I shared it on social media. A word I get I spread. We had customers ordering again just to get John to come back to their door. Yes. So, Famous already right out of the gates. Um, it was pretty neat. So with that first month, really two weeks, we shipped 452 orders. And we wow. knew we had something here, something that we could grow. You know, and, and you learn things. A lot, yeah. lot of people want to buy socks. They want to buy socks. Right? You. <laughs> People want um want to buy stock for me. They wanted to buy from John. I relate to him. They related to John. They liked the personal touch of the thank you note and the candy. They liked the fact we had already pledged five percent of our earnings to the Special Olympics. And there was something that caught us by surprise. We got a very emotional response from people. Mm who were inspired to see a young man with Down syndrome starting his own business. And you also learn by doing. So yeah. we learned that this young man. And there's an old man. This old man. <laughs> we get so socks. Okay. Right. Thank you, son. Yeah, Pugin thought. <laughs> so we've gone from there. It, and, you know, this December we'll celebrate our sixth anniversary. I'm really excited. We already told you we have 4,000 socks. We have now shipped over 390,000 packages to 88 different countries. Absolutely. Wow. We have been able to create 34 jobs. 22 of those are held by people with different abilities. We've raised over $550,000 for our charity partners like Special Olympics, the National Down Syndrome Society, yep. the Autism Society of America. Um, most of all, we're off trying to spread some happiness, right? Yeah, I, yeah we do. Uh, do you like doing this? Um, so that is you know, where we are. It's a, it's a slightly different type of business model. It's a social enterprise. So we have both a social and a business drive. And they feed off of each other. Yes. Right? You know, we, we now have gone and done that competitive research. And we've counted 
there are exactly one gazillion sock companies. <laughs> if all we're doing is selling socks, what do you say? You know, ours are better than yours. Ours I smell better than yours. They don't smell like yours, right? They're right. cheaper. But because we have this purpose behind us that yes. differentiates us, and now we stand out. If all we're doing is showing science, worrying, you're not going to have us on your show. We're not going to have you know, hundreds of thousands of happy customers. Can you say five pillars? We'll talk about the five pillars. Can you talk about that? Well, we've got the riot. You know, we, we've built the business <laughs> on, on five pillars. Yes. You tell them what they are. I do. It's pretty in whole, giving back, fun product you can, you can love, and make it personal and make it a great place to work. Make it a great place to work, right? I mean, that one's simple. Yes. If we want to spread happiness, we have to start here. Our colleagues have to be happy working here. Mm-hmm. How, how can you spread happiness if you're not happy? So, you know, and on that, it's make sure. We offer people a mission worthy of their commitment, something bigger than ourselves, something more than just we want to make money. And don't get me wrong. We want to make money. Turns out we like to live indoors. You live <laughs> And if we're not making money, then all this goes away. Yeah. But there's got to be some greater purpose. And for us, that's the idea of spreading happiness and showing what people can do. That's the, the second part. Um, everybody has to know why their job matters. There's no cog in the machinery. There's no make work job. Everybody's job is important and everybody needs to know that. If you know, we we run our own pick and pack warehouse to our own fulfillment. So our entry level job is our pickers. What do we call our pickers? Sock wranglers. Sock wranglers. And <laughs> sock wranglers. Every one of them will tell you why their job is really important. And then third, you put people in a position to succeed. Yep. Don't ask people to do what they can't do. You know, we don't ask John to do our finances. Nope. And give people what they need. So if Kenny, who's our lead happiness packer, if Kenny needs a particular chair, get him the chair. If Nick, our webmaster, needs a particular data collection tool, let's get him that tool. And we don't have endless resources. Of course, put people in a position to succeed. And then four, recognize what people do. Right. I mean, Ryan, organizing this podcast, you work hard. You you go out to find guests and prepare for the for the for the shows. So it feels good when somebody says, "Hey, Ryan, I was listening. You did a great job the other day." Recognize what people. It does. Yes. Some of it is just say thank you. Yes. And the last piece on on you know making a great place to work. Stay the hell out of the way. <laughs> their jobs, no micromanagement. Um, so that's making it a great place to work. Yeah. Then it's making it personal. Make, so to this day, what goes in every package? They, they're going to have a big enough for me and candy. And oh, every what type of candy goes out? What go, what? Well, 
We have a little story. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, what did we start? We start when the Harvey kid said. We, Which uh, was great. I, it, it, I made a day. Everybody looked. Right. You opened the package. You smelled the chocolate. Then what happened? Uh, we got an email from the, uh, a woman uh, down south. Yeah, I just think that I died south. You can't be like, I can't get back to the bar in it. <laughs> so now what do we send out? And now we play Skittles, and now we play Sour, sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids. Okay. Uh, things that won't melt. <laughs> you, you had me at Hershey Kisses. It's chocolate. I love chocolate. So that would have been ideal. Um, in the winter. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, it's every package. On the packing slip, you'll see the picture and the name of the person who packed your order. Because once you believe in something, once we make that commitment, we're going to make this personal. We're always looking for ways to do that. So I'll share another example. And we know you have a lot of businesses that listen to, uh, to your show. One of the most valuable assets a business will have is your email list. Mm-hmm. And what e-commerce stores all know is every time they send out an email, they get a little blip in sales. So it's very tempting to send out a lot of emails. I get four emails a day from some businesses. Nobody wants four emails a day. It's all. So we look at that. We're going to make this personal. What's the right way to treat you? So we only send emails to people that want them, to people that open the emails. If we send you emails and you never open them, we stop sending them to you. We don't want to bother you. We always send out two emails a week. You know, we, we have other flows, but two campaigns a week. One of them is John's Friday email. Okay. It's just an update from John on what you're doing, right? Right. No sales. We're not selling you anything. We're building a relationship. In the long run, that serves us well. Oh, yeah. So here's one indicator. You know, one of the metrics you track with uh, email is what's your open rate? What percentage of emails get open? If you hit 20%, okay, you're doing, you're doing well. Our emails have a 45% open rate. Wow. Uh, each, you know, one. So, and that's going out to 80,000 people. That's just an example of how you have to. Think about how do we make it first. If you call here, you don't get voice jail. You actually talk to a person. There's no scripts. We don't listen and unfold calls. You're going to have a human conversation. So then the third pillar is fun products you can have. And that cuts in two ways. One, what are we selling? So everything we sell is going to spread happiness and be fun. And I'm going to be behind. John's got to endorse it. Okay. Um, there happens sometimes. John has come to me and said, Dad, what are we doing here? Um, particularly, <laughs> of, you know, there have been socks that have shown up on our doorstep with foul language on them. And that may be fine for other folks. But John's like, no, we're not doing this. Um, but it also means that we have to fulfill our promises. We may have a strong social mission, but the core operations have to work well. We have to have a great website. We have to have a great selection. We got more than anybody else. 
we've got to have great service. We do same-day shipping. We do better shipping than Amazon. And Jeff Bezos over at Amazon, he's not putting a thank you note candy in those Amazon packages. No, he's not. (laughs) And the products have to be good. We have 30,000 five-star reviews. 96% of our reviews are five-star reviews. Then there's the giving back. You had mentioned this in your talk. This starts, if our overall mission is to spread happiness, what do you say are the keys to happiness? It, it, do it do for others. We, Love it. What we do for others, the better off we are. Mm-hmm. We're so fortunate to get to do what we do. So the giving back is part of it. We don't think it's enough to just sell stuff. So we started by pledging 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. And why this? I have person to pick at me. What sports do you play? Basketball, track and field, soccer, and sports too. Wow. That's a lot of sports. And you've been doing it. How, what, what age did you start? I finally saw in 2001. So, you know, soccer season has now started up. He's been doing this for 21 years. Wow. And the lessons he's learned in, in, uh, Special Olympics have made possible John's crazy songs. But we've also gone on to create products that raise awareness and celebrate causes. So what were our first awareness songs? I downloaded from um downloaded from Wedding Socks. And who designed them? I did I, I designed I throw it and I kept an idea. Because what they do is so celebrate people with Down They make people aware. And they raise money for the National Down Syndrome Society. Okay. Going on, we have a whole line of Down Syndrome-related products, so autism-related products that raise money for the Autism Society of America. Um, I got an email today, an update from one of our partners, the Williams Syndrome Association. Um, during the height of the pandemic, we made Healthcare superhero socks. Yeah. To say thank oh. you, frontline workers. Those raised over $50,000, the American wow. Foundation. We sponsor an autism can do scholarship. Yeah. Uh, it's the giving back is baked into everything we do. Our customers know that. So that becomes part of the shared experience. They know when they're buying from us, they're supporting the special Olympics. But our most important pillar is ready and hope. We want to show the world what people with different abilities can do. So we saw with my partner here, John. You've got down syndrome, right? I do. We don't put John in the back. We nope. don't I, I'm going to be in the front. I, I am a, a face after business and company. You're the face of the business, right, Pam? Yeah, Dad. We've been able to, we told you, we created 34 jobs. 22 of those are held by people with different abilities. But that's not enough. We want to show what they can do. So we're always creating content that we share in our social media platforms. Mm -hmm. One guide there is no broccoli. Nothing (laughs) there says, sit down and eat this. This is good for you. It's got to be fun. It's got to be engaging. We, we host tours and work groups 
from schools and social service agencies. We've had more than a thousand students come through here. We take on speaking engagements. Uh, we yes. just came back from Texas where we spoke at the Bush, uh, um, the presidential library and at the Bush School of, of Government. Um, last week, we, a uh, week before that, we were in Fargo, North Dakota. Later this week, we're going to be speaking to a business group here along that. Wow. You know, we're so, that's one of the reasons we're appreciative of you having us on your podcast. Because every time somebody hears John present, it helps change their mind. Every time we get to tell our story about what people with different abilities can do, it helps change their mind, right? So we're speaking, we've now, today we finalized an agreement to speak to the employee resource group at Kohl's, the department store. And Microsoft wow. reached out for us to speak to their employee resource And part of that is also advocacy work. We've been able to build a platform where people listen to us. And that creates an obligation for us to make the most of that, to speak for those who can't speak. Mm -hmm. So we've testified twice before Congress. We've spoken at the United Nations. We meet with legislators on a regular basis to advocate for the rights of people with different abilities. All that adds up to John's crazy socks. <laughs> that's, that's a wonderful story. And there's so many pieces I want to tear apart in there, but can we, can we go back to the beginning? Cause it's, it's near and dear to my heart, because as I say, I'm a two time uh, business failure as an entrepreneur. I was, a long time, 25 year veteran of the finance world. Uh, I worked in corporate America and corporate America didn't teach me how to be a fisherman. Uh, I failed several times and had to go back with my tail between the legs and, and learn it all over again. So I'm on my third, I'm on my third business and I've got a few coming after it, but the startup piece and the bootstrapping is near and dear to my heart. Can we talk a little bit more about that and, and what that looked like for you guys while you're trying to get everything up and going? Sure. And, uh, you know, we can give the full depth and breadth of it. Um, you know, the story we tell normally focuses on John, right? That John couldn't find work. But here's where I'm at, and I can relate to, to this. I had been working with my wife most recently. So that had become our family business. And then for somewhat complicated reasons, it shut down, that business shut down overnight. So there I was in October of 2016. Um, we had no family income. And like yourself, I'm an entrepreneur, which means I'm unemployable. You know, I can't <laughs> pretty I much can't, can't go back and work elsewhere. So I'm starting some businesses, some online businesses. And that's when John comes to me. And then here's the thing. I thought John was asking for my help. I now realize what he was doing. He was helping me. He was saying, Dad, I believe in you. Right, Dad, I, I know we can do it. I feel that the guy is so, so grateful. And uh, he's, I, I give him a much ring. You know, but, and I can become, you know, similar to you, I've led 
you know, over the years, I spent most of my career in the healthcare field. So I've had some startups and, and some restarts in uh, healthcare management. Uh, but, you know, at one point, I started a software company called New Gutenberg Software. We put out baseball for Windows 94, got rave okay. reviews, lost every penny we had. Um, but had I not done that, there would be no John's Crazy Socks. Right, it's it. Failure is only failure if that's the end. Otherwise, it's just some of the tuition you're paying to learn. Amen to that. I mean, that's that's huge. The other thing I say about failure: failure equals success. Because when you don't give up and you keep on going, ultimately, it's going to lead you to that success or that next chapter in your life. It's a you know, there's the boxing analogy. The champion is the one who gets up to fight another round. Exactly. Uh, Seth Godin, I think it was Seth Godin who said, you know, those who succeed are the ones who have failed the most. Yes. Because they keep getting up. They keep on getting up. Uh, it's one of the things that we, we speak to a lot of entrepreneurial groups, speak at a lot of universities, mm-hmm. you know, in Delphos, no matter how hard you work, no matter how much you plan, things will go wrong. Yep. Sometimes it's small and comical, you know, uh, with all, with this business, just, you know, some little anecdotes. We said we opened on March, on December 9th, right? What time were we going to open? Are we going to open um, at, at 10 in the morning, except our website crashed. The website crashed. I my dad. <laughs> but our webmaster, who was me, screwed something up. So we opened at three in the afternoon and we only had a little bit of inventory. And by the second day or Saturday, now we're running out of inventory. What do you do? We drove to every Kmart store in Suffolk County and bought all the socks we could just so we would have some inventory to sell. We told you the story about the, uh, about the candy and getting the, you know, the the woman in Florida, you know, you have to. You, you keep learning and, you know, my Lord, who predicted a pandemic? No one. Right. You get hit with that. And, and you're part of what we think we benefit from. You have to know what you're about. You have to know what really matters. And it's not where we sell socks. Yes, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. But what are we really about? And you need to know that purpose and really have that conviction about it. Because when you get thrown ass over heels, that will be your North Star to keep you going. You got to know that purpose. You got to know what your values are. They'll keep you straight and moving forward. And it's, um, excuse me, amazing how many people don't actually have that. They get into business for, I call it the the G factor, the greed factor. It's all about the money. Um, and unfortunately, the internet has made that a lot easier today to where I, I say kids because I'm, you know, approaching 50 years old and uh, they reach out to me, you know, through the podcast and say, hey, I want to be like you. And I said, oh, so you want to be an eight year overnight success then? And they get quiet and they're like, what does that mean? I've had eight years of troubles and pain and eating peanut butter and jelly uh, to get where I'm at. And that's just 
life as a business owner. That's life as a human being. And, and it's, we all go through those trials and tribulations, but they think that they put out one video on TikTok or Instagram or wherever they're at, they're going to be go viral and they're going to become, you know, the next, you know, sensation. It doesn't work that way. It's not, no, not, it, it's just you, crazy. You've got to have the purpose and you know, I'm pretty adamant about this. Your purpose cannot be we're going to get rich. Exactly. And don't get me wrong. We want to make money. Of course. But to be sustainable, mm-hmm. to be able to persist in the difficulties that will come, there has to be something larger. Yes. You know, and nobody... You might buck into something. Uh, you know, we, we did. Right? I mean, here's you know, part of our story. That first year, first full year we're in business, we had a couple of viral experiences. Watch what you ask for. You may get it. Mm-hmm. You know, they won't put us out of business. We went in, in March of 2017, that first weekend of March. This was actually kind of a funny uh, you know, story. We... We had been growing the business, and we'd gotten up to about 40 orders a day. And we held a pop-up store event on a Saturday, the first Saturday. And that went well. And that evening, I was taking John out to one of his favorite restaurants. Oh, uh, yeah, a meatball place. The meatball place. <laughs> driving, we had to drive a distance. And, you know, the Shopify app, when you put it on your phone, the default is to give you that little ding every time you get a sale. Yes. My, my eldest says it, it gives you a pheromone release. And <laughs> all of a sudden, my phone starts going crazy. Ding, ding, ding. And we're sitting at this restaurant, and I'm trying to figure out, because it's just really the two of us, trying to figure out what the heck is going on. I'm looking at our Shopify stats or our Google Analytics, and I start telling John, and say, so, you know what it is, John. It must be all that SEO work I was doing. <laughs> no, no, it's bad. <laughs> an online journal called The Mighty, which had done a, an email interview with us. They put together a video. It's a slideshow video. Mm-hmm. Taking images that we had shared. Last I looked, that video got over 20 million views. Wow. So we went from doing 40 orders a day to over a thousand orders. Almost put us out of business. Um, I could, you know, here's one anecdote. Remember going up to Best Buy, the local Best Buy, to add two more computers to, so we could have additional packing stations. And I recruited two of their employees to come work for us the next day. Um, (laughs) It was, um, but, you know, we went up and then down. We found out nobody buys socks in the summer. So now we're running out of money. Then we finished stroll. So we did $1.7 million our first year. Except I had no money in my bank account. That was all in inventory and infrastructure. Mm -hmm. The next year, we did even better. We had multiple viral videos and TV appearances. Oh, we went through the roof at the end of the year. I'm still looking. I got no money in my bank account. My accountant is saying, but Bark, look at all your inventory. It's great. 
turned out it's hard to eat socks. The third, <laughs> we come back down to earth. And I had made mistakes. I had let the business, I had grown the infrastructure for the larger business. Well, now we're letting people go. Um, we're running out of money. I got investors coming in, and what they want to do is buy the business so they can shut us down and keep the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, yours. We, you, you can share these. You know, we can. You know, I'll show you my scars. Well, I was scrolling. Right now, <laughs> you know, by the end, yeah, we were for all intents and purposes bankrupt. I remember meeting with a bankruptcy law firm. And they said, oh, you, you need to declare bankruptcy. We'll help you rearrange. And all you have to do is give us $50,000 up front. <laughs> Guys, if I had $50,000, I'm not talking to you. Yeah. Um, and somehow you persist. We found a strategic partner, third generation family business that gives us some manufacturing, the sustainability. And then, okay, we're getting some traction. And then along comes... A pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your overnight success, right? And you've got scars and, and uh, stories to tell, but you also have both of you been persistent and consistent through this journey. And I can see it in your guys' face. I, I mean, you it, it's the same thing I feel inside. Um, we're at that point again in, in one of my businesses to where a city has asked us to start developing 16 affordable homes. Well, crap. I don't know how to develop 16 houses. Give me infill lots. I can develop them till the cows come home. I have no clue about land development. So guess what? I've got to go out and shop, you know, for people to help me. Uh, it's life, but that's what you have to do. But it's, I could just give up and say, ah, I don't want to do it. But the joke, and, and I say this jokingly, we make money. I mean, we put people in houses and we give them a roof over the head, but it's something that's generational. And then there's a side, there's a side uh, anecdote to this. Oh, by the way, we're a for-profit, so we do make money. But it's never at the expense of our homeowners. It's at our expense. I mean, right. everything has to be done up front for us. And, and we're, we're playing in a world that nonprofits do very well in and for-profits do horribly. And we've changed that tide to where most of the, the nonprofits we, we compete against really don't want to talk to us because we have a bigger mission and we have a bigger calling. Um, but we're not going to sit there and take free money from cities. Like, for example, when we go into a city, we'll work with an affordable housing trust fund to where they won't grant us the money. I, By no means, I have a nonprofit that does financial coaching to help these people buy homes. But that's, that's a whole separate entity that just focuses on that. We will go in and borrow money from a city, pay the money back. Most nonprofits, when they're doing that, they're asking for a handout and they're getting a handout from the city as a grant and never paying it back. But when you look at their operations, they're upside down. Literally uh, today, last week when I last checked, we can build a a better quality home for almost 40% less than what a nonprofit is building in some of these cities we're in. Just for the simple fact of we've, bootstrapped ourselves marketed we've also learned the different nuances but then we've partnered with three great general contractors that understand our mission and our vision of what we're trying to develop and that and and that's why i can relate to you guys everything you guys are doing starts back with your vision and your mission 
in how you guys want your business to help your community, your tribe. That's big. When you get that, everything else, I mean, uh, I, I know it's, it's, it's tongue in cheek, but once you get that, everything else just kind of falls into place because now you've got that higher calling, like you said, and it just keeps going and going and going. Yes. The, it sounds right. It is John's inspiration of the more we do for others, the better off we are. Yes. You know, here's, you know and that we get asked sometimes, well, what's the one piece of advice you, you'd have for somebody to, to do what you're doing? You know, and well, the first piece is really is I would kidnap John. Uh, <laughs> John is a partner. But beyond that, you know. You got to know what you're about. And you have to have that conviction. Yes. And then when you have that conviction, who you are makes itself manifest in everything you do, in every aspect of, of what you're doing. So here's one small example. We have a full money back guarantee for two years. Wow. You, no, ma are no matter what, no, no matter what, no matter what. Wow. We tell our happiness creators, those are the folks that deal directly with customers, you can do anything, you can spend $200 on any customer. Something goes wrong, we have very, very low error rates, less than 0.5 of 1%. Refund money, send people things, just, you know, we're, we're not, you know, like you've heard the line, the customer is always right. Nonsense. The customer could be dead wrong. But we're not in the business of being right. We're in the business of making them happy. Mm -hmm. So what are the results of this? Well, our people feel a lot better because you're doing for others. That makes them feel good. The customers love it and then tell other people. So we have that policy. You know what our refund rate is? It's about 0.5 of 1% of our revenue. Wow. Because we take care of people, right? So don't be that pay wise, pound foolish. Know what matters. Know what you're trying to do. And it's, there is nothing better than to be around here during the holidays when we're doing very, you know, we do 40% of our sales in the last two months. And this place is full of people working. And it's like Santa's workshop. There's <laughs> nothing better than seeing that. So do you have to ramp up your staff during that time? We do. In fact, as soon as I'm done with this call, I'm going into a meeting on our hiring. Um, but here's an advantage we have, and it's something we try to share with people all the time. Hiring people with different abilities is not altruism. It's good business. Yeah. So here on Long Island, we were just, Recently at Fargo, they've got, you know, here we've got a labor shortage. They got a labor shortage. We're down in Houston at College Station. They got a labor shortage. We have no trouble filling our positions because we hire people with different abilities. It's this great untapped pool of labor. We don't lower our standards. We don't lower our pay, uh, but we're able to get great employees. And so those employees are available when you guys need to staff up for your, your business. Yes, season. And that's one of the things that it, we have some flexibility. Uh, we'll have a roster of people that we can call in. We add more people during the holiday season. Um, you know, and that's, 
we don't start hiring the day we need people. You know, all of our marketing is to we share who we are, what we do. We're very active in the community, so people know us. Those tours we do, those work groups, yes, that introduces people to us, and then they walk out saying, "Oh, I'd like to work there someday." We work with a lot of social service agencies, so when it comes time to hire. We share it on our social media. We contact those social service agencies. We have a plethora of candidates. That is, that's awesome that you guys continue to go back to that, but you're also introducing them on the front end to what you guys are doing. That's, that's bigger than just mission. That's community and you're building your tribe over time. It's, it's how you're going to thrive and grow. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I mean, (laughs) In some of the neighborhoods we go into, I mean, I'll be honest, uh, people think we're the big, big bad wolf because we're going to come in and they use the word gentrification, which they really don't understand the definition of that. But right. we're coming in and bringing new homes or rehab, you know, rehabbed homes to individuals that have been renters all their lives. And they don't realize that you can have a beautiful home that doesn't cost you an arm and a leg but also start creating and changing your generations under that roof. Because most of the time, these individuals have not been given the tools to be financially successful, be successful in the job market. And if they want to go to college or whatever they want to do, they haven't been given those tools. We can help them with all those pieces. Once you start putting that roof over their head, there's so many other things that open up and it's safe, it's affordable, and it's high efficient. And it's just... The very fr- I could still remember the first house over eight years ago that we put on and I was on uh, a regional television uh, being interviewed and I started crying because it was a single mom, two small kids living in a one bedroom studio home or studio apartment. And she was paying like $1,100 a month. She got herself a three bedroom, one and a half bath home, uh, about 950, almost a thousand square feet. And she was paying $550 in her mortgage. She got down payment assistance from the state. She got assistance from us on closing costs. And she was able to get some discounted points on her mortgage because she did all the work up front to get her credit right. And it just, I broke down and I cried on television. I have it on our website. I mean, I put it out there. It's, it's, it's rewarding. It's, that's the best part. My heart goes crazy. And it just, that's why I'm doing this. I mean, it's, it's that piece. And like you said, by no means, (laughs) We don't work for free, but that's the biggest reward of being able to put somebody in a house that's never had one before. And then, oh, by the way, there's a byproduct. We make money. Yeah. It's, you know, one of the things that we've learned is it all comes down to that individual impact. And I'll give you two quick anecdotes. One, you know, we do these tours. We got a phone call from a teacher at high school who brought her special ed class in. She said, you know, we had this one student. He didn't want to go on the trip. It can be very difficult. He walked in the next day. He was a young man in the autism spectrum. Okay. He had printed out a picture of him and John together. He went up to the teacher and handed it to her and said, you see, I can do anything. Well, how awesome is that? That's great. Or, or you know. We'll tell about Thomas. So Thomas is one of our sock wranglers. Thomas's mom called us in October of 2017 and said, 
I hear you hire people like my son. You have to give my son a job. And one of our colleagues spoke to her and said, well, we're not hiring now, but you know, when we, when we have an opening, we'll post it and share. She called every day. Right. We had an opening and, you know, at one point I spoke to her and I said, well, tell me about Thomas. I said, well, Thomas is in a bad way. He's a young man on the autism spectrum, uh, early 20s. He's very depressed. We have trouble getting the cal out of his room. Does want to shower or shave. Can't get him to join any programs. Hasn't spoken to his father in over six months. I said, oh, sounds like a wonderful employee. And when we had an opening, we set Ray Thomas out. Now, to get the sock wrangler job here, we'll provide the training, but you have to pass the sock wrangler test. You have to pick six orders in 30 minutes or less. You got a choice, you can do the job. Okay. Tom passes that test as if he was put on this earth to be a sock wrangler. Wow. Today, Thomas is up at 6.30 in the morning showered and shaved and waiting for his father to drive him one hour each way to work. Wow. That's great. Here, the young man who wouldn't look at you or talk to you goes around and says, good morning to everybody. And, and I want to be really clear on this, right? We did nothing. We have no special programs, no special training. We have no government support. All we did was give Thomas an opportunity to earn a job. But it's transformative. And how awesome is that? That is the best thing. That's the, the biggest reward while we're in business is, is impacting others, impacting your tribe. I mean, that's, that's rewarding. That's, that's awesome. That is, that's, that's great. I can't, I can't stop talking about it. Um, I know we are short on time and we're running a little late. Um, Best way everyone can get a hold of you guys, and I know it's through your website, but is there any other way that they can actually get a hold of you guys? Well, why don't we tell them first what's the website? At John's Crazy Socks.com. And uh, at the bottom, you'll see all sorts of links. So you, know, you can join the dance party, right? What do you do every Tuesday? Every Tuesday, I hold a dance party every Tuesday. Um, John hosts an online dance party every Tuesday. Okay. At Eastern time. Or we have a we have our own podcast now, like half of America. What's it called? The Spreading Happiness Podcast. The Spreading Happiness Podcast with John and Mark. So all those links are, are there. But you can also find us on all the social media platforms. Just look for John's Crazy Socks. We're particularly active on Facebook, Instagram. And now TikTok, right? Yeah, Tim. You like that TikTok? I do. You're doing TikTok videos <laughs> all the time, aren't you? Absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, and you can get us on LinkedIn. If if somebody wants to talk directly to us, just send an email to service. It, it's at the site. But service okay. at com, and we'll respond. You know, we do... Um, you, you'll get all sorts of things out there. Dance videos jokes uh here's some neat thing the end of the month you're very excited about that. oh yes john is going to fly to washington dc by himself and oh travel the lot but it's ever flown by himself you're very excited yeah. and you're gonna make a little video a little like 
little vignettes at every step along the way to show, yeah, I have Down syndrome, but I can go fly like everybody else. Now your your arms will get tired from all that flapping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's great i definitely uh i'll find out how to share it or or look for it but uh that'd be an awesome story to share yeah we're very fortunate you know and I look at it you know you have us on your show we get to have this conversation um, and that creates this obligation that we can do something positive uh, and we we can you know, tell an anecdote of one time we're down in Washington, D.C., um, and we got a call from a customer in Houston. And the customer said, you know, my mother works on Capitol Hill, and she's a big fan of John's, and she would like to meet John. Do you think that's possible? And our colleague said, sure. Here's Mark's cell phone number. Just have your mom text Mark her contact info. Okay. Who was mom? Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. Wow. So now we get an audience with Nancy Pelosi. And, you know, we, we're at a bad time in our country. We vilify our elected officials and we forget their humanity. So put aside all your politics for a moment. Nancy Pelosi is an Italian grandmother. So we go in to meet her. She takes out pictures of her and former President Bush, Bushy elder George H.W. Bush, and socks that she gave him because John had somewhat famously become sock buddies with the former president. And all this is warm and nice, right? And, you know, you take photos, everybody's happy. But you see, now that we have that, obliga- we have that opportunity, it creates an obligation. It's like, well, Miss Pelosi, this is very nice, but we have to talk to you about repealing Section 14C of the Fair Labor Standard Act of 1938 that allows upwards of 200,000 people with a disability to be paid as little as 25 cents an hour. And we have to get rid of that. Um, because if we get that opportunity, we're going to speak to power. And we're That's so awesome. fortunate to do this, right? Right. You know how to talk to people, don't you? <laughs> Well, gentlemen, I, I know you have to run off. I'm I'm doing the same, but I want to thank you both to come for coming on the show. One, two, sharing your story. It's very inspirational. Uh, I I can't wait to hear more about it and be able to talk to you guys more in the future for sure. Because you you've what you guys are doing is is near and dear to my heart. And building a tribe and giving back, being the first steps of of your business is by far the best thing you can actually do. And now look at you guys, you guys are blowing up and things are going great. And that is, that's just, that's awesome. We're fortunate. There's still pumps. There's, oh, yeah. you know, you're, you know, here's one. We had a deal to be in a major, we're entering the wholesale channel for the first time. There's one of the retail, retail stores. And we had reached an agreement to be in a nationwide retailer in 856 of their stores in the fourth quarter. We had to deliver the products by mid-September. Mm-hmm. We put everything on a boat on July 18th. It was due to arrive August 18th, plenty of time. Turns out that's literally a slow boat from China. It has <laughs> not, It is just arriving now. 
Um, wow. So that, as a result of that, we're fortunate we're still going to be in that nationwide store, but not until the first quarter of next year. And that's just an example of the, the challenges you get never go away. And you, you just got to keep on going. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep going and grinding away and being persistent for sure. All right, Ryan. Well, thank you. All right. Much. Thank you guys. I hope you guys have a great day and you guys have a great end of uh, the year and kick some serious butt. And we'll, uh, when you post this, we will share it on our webpage and on social media. We thank, thank you guys both for coming on. Great. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.